Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live to see it, friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super 2018 fantastic. Happy New Year. How are you, my friend? Man, I am doing great. I don't know about you, but does the year 2018 come across as very futuristic? It seems like it does to me. I mean, it's just one of those. You know, that's weird because I thought 2017 sounded really kind of like we're really getting up there now, you know. And, yeah, 2018 is just even more so. You know, in two years – it's going to be 2020, and that's one of those very futuristic-sounding years. So, well, I, I uh, you know, as, as something I had to do to date something, um, you know, I had to put out something two years today on the calendar, and uh, so I, you know, I'm I'm putting it down for uh, January the second because mm-hmm. it was something I dated for yes, you know, yesterday yeah. plus two years, and yep. uh, you know, January second, 2020. I go, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, <laughs> here we are living in the future. <laughs> So, that's just yeah. wacky. I mean, that's the yeah. future right there. Yeah, that's indeed. Right. Well, we are we are moving right along through the future. This is our first show together in 2018. We did have uh, earlier this week, we had a show with uh, a fast forward show with Robin Hanson talking about his book, The Elephant in the Brain. And although we said we'd be back to three shows a week by this week, I think we're going to just do two shows this week. That That schedule still seems to be working. And in our defense, there was a holiday this week. So I feel that. You know, yeah, we're, we're getting cranked back in. It's, it's yeah, we're getting cranked back in. And, and besides, this is, for those of you keeping score at home, our 699th podcast. So next week we're going to be doing an all-week-long celebration of our 700th show. And we just, you know, I, I thought it would be good to start a week with that. We'll just make that the whole week. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and plus that gave us the opportunity this week to do something that we talked about all during our holiday series that we hadn't done, which was, you know, a little dedicated quality geek time so i thought hey tonight let's just do the year in geek a a kind of a a geek out roundup for the whole year all the geeky topics that we've been talking about throughout 2017 what stands out in our minds what's the what's the big geeky stuff and i've got a i got a pretty good list of geeky stuff here i'm sure you do too how how do you want to start this should i start or you want to start yeah i've got about a half dozen things at least here phil that we can get into um yeah so you could start i can start doesn't doesn't really matter well i'll tell you what i'm going to start because i'm looking at one and we just got to get it over with and that's game of thrones 
season seven was this year. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big deal because, you know, I don't know, you don't follow Game of Thrones, is that right, Stephen? You're not a reader of the books, not a viewer of the show, is that correct, or it's not a... I, uh, I, got, I got started with the first book, and I got, I don't know, got, got about a third into it, and uh, I think I've watched uh, uh, the, the, the first episode, and, uh, you know, you, you, it, it's, a, it's a commitment, that, that series, isn't it? It's a, it, <laughs> it is. You're, you're you signing know? away a big piece of your life if you get hooked on the books, and then the TV show, it's like it's, a, yeah. it's an awful lot of time. Well, season seven was big because they covered more ground than probably the previous three or four seasons combined. And we're finally getting these big payoffs with, you know, not to spoil too much, but zombie battles and serious dragon action and confirming long-brewing, you know, fan theories about the identity of key characters, all that kind of stuff. It's like big, big payoffs. So, you know, seven years in, you're getting the big payoffs. And, of course... The, the the final few season, uh, final few episodes, season eight is going to be coming up, probably not probably not until 2019. So this was like our Game of Thrones fix for almost a year and a half, and it was good. But you know, it's like once they once they put the foot on the accelerator, it was almost like they were covering too much ground. So um, those yeah. of us who were com- complaining that it was going too slow, now it feels like maybe it's it's going faster than we would like it. But that's how fans are, you know, we're just, we're never satisfied. Anyway, um, it was, uh, it was very exciting stuff. Great, great uh, action in, in Game of Thrones season seven. And um, I don't know, it's, I'll definitely be back for season eight. I guess that's about all I can say about, uh, about, uh, <laughs> you're, about you're, you're signed up. I, well, once you, once I, you, I've put in the time at this point, it would be crazy. Yeah, you know. it's, it's, you've got some sunk cost there uh, that I don't have. So I, exactly, yeah. yeah. No, you can walk away. Yeah, absolutely. You're in you're in great shape, and you know that's worth thinking about doing for sure. So, so that's my that's my first item. What do you got? Well, you know, we talked and had a, like a series of shows really about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yes, we did. Yes, we were just we were just we. Um, I would recommend to uh, to to our listeners uh, if you have any interest in the you know the original Blade Runner the sequel how they work together uh, how uh, some of the tough questions that it talks about and uh, uh, that it, that you know it brings up and uh, why critics liked it and the, and the fans maybe not so much um, I, you know you could do worse than uh, listen to our shows on it we uh, we kind of broke it down and and I had a good time doing that Phil and that was that was that was fun stuff. That that fun that was stuff, that was, yeah. you know, I was very trepidatious about the Blade Runner sequel, uh, ambivalent at best about that. And I can't tell you what a just profound experience I found that movie to be. Just visually beautiful. And we're going to come back to beautiful movies because I think we're going to talk about the Last Jedi here before uh, before the evening is through. So this has been a good year for pretty movies. I mean, just stunning, incredible, you know, opening up new vistas of the imagination kind of movies. I, I, I would put Blade Runner 2049 right up there with Avatar, right, in terms of just kind of creating this this space and, and putting you right into it, and right up there with the original Blade Runner, right, which is, which, which I think is, is really saying something. And just a, just a intriguing story. It, it stayed with a lot of the original precepts, but it went off and 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 added new things. I, you know, it, it was, it's really what you look for in a sequel, wasn't it? Yes, it was, and 
and and it borrowed from other sources. Uh, you know, we talked to, uh, at length about how there's a whole segment that was basically, uh, uh, you know, if you if you didn't a, see a the movie, a tribute her, to or remake of, yeah, absolutely, yeah. of her. I mean, there's very much a segment in there that dealt with the same issues in in very much the same way. Uh, but it was uh, it was great. I, I really liked Blade Runner 2049. That was a particularly good movie. It's and it, I'm going to tell you though, Phil, it's one of those things. It's that you you know I'm not I'm not likely to see a bunch of times. Right. It's, right. Uh, it's it's you know it's not, you know, uh, hey we're going to have uh, invite over our you know uh, our twenty uh, best friends and uh, we're going to sit around and watch <laughs> yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, put some popcorn yeah. in the microwave. Let's watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. No, it's not that. No, kind of movie. no, yeah. no. That ain't that ain't happening. Uh, yeah. It's not your party. It's not it's not your party movie. But it's uh, it's a deep thinking movie. Kind of reminded yeah. me of uh, some some deep thinking sci fi like perhaps Moon, if you will recall that mm-hmm. one. Oh yeah. Uh, it, Yep. It was, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, it's it's not happy fun time, but it's uh, it's 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 some good good thinky stuff. I liked it. I like and that. Food for the brain. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, and it was the rarest of things. It was a movie that I was surprised by how much I liked it. And I, I, I hope we get more of those in 2018. It's it's just it's great once in a while to think, oh, I don't think it's going to be good and be just wrong, you know, and go, oh, actually, it was pretty awesome. So. So that was good. But, you know, looking back, I don't think I watch – it's not like I sit down and watch the original Blade Runner all that often either, you know. I, I think of it yeah, as a yeah. as a great and important movie, but, yeah, you know, I I was flipping channels the other night, and I was watching This is Spinal Tap, and my wife is like, are you really watching that again? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> I know when to hey, laugh. Hey, you know, hey, don't make me turn it up to 11. You know I will. <laughs> Exactly. I, I, it didn't even occur to me to, to say that. I should have threatened to turn the volume up to eleven. That's exactly. What I should have but, uh, but yeah, that was that, that's that's a that's a good choice. Okay, now I, I got another item. Uh, the okay. trilogy, the Bobaverse trilogy, concluded. The first right. Bobaverse trilogy concluded in 2017 with the book All These Worlds. And we talked about it. We did. I think did we do a whole show on it, or did we just do a? geek out about it i can't remember but uh, it's, it seems it's, like we just did a geek out but you know we we've done several geek outs of, about uh you know i think maybe the original book i think may, every time there a book is uh, released in that series we've uh, we've mentioned it in geek out so um it's it's good stuff uh, well it, it, it was a very satisfying conclusion he tied all the threads together there, there were parts of it, as we discussed, where we felt that things could have moved on uh, along a little faster. The thing is, it's such a wonderful premise that you it, it's hard not to be eager to see him just take it to some of the more, I don't know, high concept possibilities that that premise can, can include. Not that he didn't. I mean, it's the, the Bobaverse trilogy is great. I mean, you got space battles, you got... You got a lot of humor in there, a lot of pop culture references. It's in a really, I think, scientifically grounded kind of exploration of what it would be like to have von Neumann probes kind of pushing their way out into the into the galaxy and sort of taking humanity along with it for the ride. So it's it's good hard science fiction and really entertaining stuff. But I would say if there's one thing I'm looking for, it's a much more expansive kind of a vision in the next set of books, assuming there's going to be one. I haven't officially heard that there is, but I assume there will be. 
Well, the author, uh, I think he's kind of left it at this, that uh, he's got more stories to tell. I think yeah. he, that that's not committing to writing it necessarily, but, uh, he, uh, you know, he's got – and he's, he certainly has left it open uh, to uh, – to, to go further in, in that, into that fictional universe. I, I can't highly recommend enough the Audible audio books yeah. of that trilogy. Absolutely. I don't know the actor's Bill, name who reads read that, but he did, makes it. Yeah. 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 The, 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 uh, the guy that narrates those Audible books, uh, man, gr- just great. Just great. That's uh, – I uh, – you know, I, and I, I, you know, one of the things I gave uh, I gave uh, my oldest son was a, a copy of the uh, a paper copy of the first book, and uh, you know, he, he proceeded to to begin reading it again. He said, uh, and he said, you know what, I I, I can't read it without hearing uh, the <laughs> the narrator's voice. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it now, is, see, I think at this great. point, I could probably I'd hear it all, all okay if I got, if the next book came out and I just sat down and read it. I think I've yeah. you know I've spent enough hours listening. I think I would I would probably hear it okay. But if you can't do not to spoil too much, but if you can't do Admiral Akbar's voice in your head, you really have to go the audible version. Okay, that, that, that's just that's a critical <laughs> part of this. He does Homer Simpson really well. The one person he can't do is Patrick Stewart. I would say right. That's the uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you kind of have to make that one up yourself. It's like well, I know how he talks, so it's okay. But um, but but I think you're right. That, that that is the perfect set of books to listen to on Audible for sure. Um, and yeah. it's be, it's because he really. Uh, well, I hear that voice, and I think that's Bob. I think if I ever met that guy in person, I would think he was Bob, pretty much, you know, or <laughs> one he of owns Bob's it. He, he really does. He, he he does a great job with those books, and so every one of those books, all three, I, you know, um, just fantastic, fantastic, yeah, uh, th- fun stuff. Only, uh, you know, only one other book have I enjoyed as well, uh, and um, I, I might as well jump into that now. Uh, Go. Uh, I uh, in 2017 I finally sat down and read Ready Player One, and uh, enjoyed it. And I think I may have mentioned it on an, uh, on a geek out. Um, well, we talked about it. I, I would I would have thought that was 2016 when we were talking about Ready Player One, or I would have had that on the uh, I would have had that on the show too. Because or, or you mean you you read it? Because I listened to the audio the audible version with Will Wheaton reading it. Have you have you heard? Yeah. Have you heard? Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, I, I did. I I I, I, uh, I listened to it, but also uh, sat down and uh, and and read it as and well. And read it. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm yeah. with you. Okay. And uh, you know, it's just just a really good book. I, I you know, I guess it may help that I'm a child of the '80s. Right. And those. Right. And every single one of the cultural that book is written for I you, mean, man. I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, it, Somebody somewhere said, "You know what? I, I really want to entertain Stephen Gordon. What can I do?" You know? <laughs> and uh, and then they they sat down and wrote Ready Player One. It's it would have been a shame had I not read it, right? You know well, yeah. I mean, the yeah. fact that there's a life or death tournament of the video game Joust in there, just that alone, right? I mean, who, who wouldn't want to read that book? I just you know. Oh yeah. If nothing well, else, I, I'm of very much. You know, I know it's going to be a very different animal than the book, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Steven Spielberg does with the movie. And that, yeah, I think too. that comes out pretty quick here. Uh, early, it early will be out soon. I've seen the trailer a couple times. I, I have to say that there are aspects of the trailer that I'm very excited about, and parts of it I'm like, well, I don't know. I pictured it different. Ah, 
but uh, y- yeah. you know you have to let that go right you have to uh, y- you have to just kind of go with what the what the what the movie delivers and i think it should be pretty cool w- one thing that's interesting is steven spielberg has some of his own canon to deal with in this movie right because <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> some some of the some of the pop culture references that come up and you know realities that these people are dealing with in this virtual reality that they're in called what's it called the oasis um right. come right out of steven spielberg movie so it's gonna be very interesting to see if he can be ironically detached from his own stuff that should be uh, <laughs> and, and i'm really yeah. looking forward to and i hope they do something with it how they're going to handle the whole war games thing right because yeah but- that is I, one I of my favorite sequences in the book, and I, I'm just I'm I'm really curious as to how that's going to play out in the movie. Yeah, it, it, it will it would be interesting. You know, uh, cast uh, Matthew Broderick and de-age him quite a bit, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't. You don't have to, right? It's just the movie, right? So it's really just a matter of putting. I don't know. Right well, we shouldn't spoil too much for people who haven't read the yeah. book, but but. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see how that uh, uh, to see how that all plays out. And uh, I think whose turn is it? Oh, because you did Ready Player One, so now it's my turn. Is that right? Right. Right. That's okay. right. Okay. I've got a general category here, so we'll just we'll 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 paint in broader strokes here because we're gonna run out of time. And I said comic book movies, and then I've got two that stand out in my mind uh, from the DC universe. Oddly enough. Wonder Woman and Justice League, and those are about the only two I think I saw all year. Anyway, no, I take that back. I saw Logan, which I I, I enjoyed that quite a bit too. Um, but did you happen to see Spider Man Homecoming? I still haven't seen Spider Man. I meant to do that over Christmas, and I never got around to it. So I'm looking forward to okay. seeing that at some point soon. I would say that based on our discussions, that sounds like that was the kind of that was the superhero movie of the year, pretty much, huh? Well, it's hard to say. I very much like Spider-Man: Homecoming. It was yeah. it was very good. They got Peter Parker right in, in so many ways. Um, uh, you know, uh, Thor Ragnarok was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't get, I don't guess you've ever uh, read um, uh, Planet Hulk. The uh, I have never have. Although I understand yeah. that it's referenced or it's it's sort of a source material for Thor Ragnarok. Not not exactly, is, but sort is. of. Yeah. Yeah, they they it's it's referenced pretty 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 hard there. <laughs> you know, uh, right right in the big middle of Thor Ragnarok, which is itself was its own series, right? Its own comic series, Thor yep. Ragnarok was. Uh, but it's uh, you know just a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. uh, Thor Ragnarok was a lot of fun. I recommend it. Spider Man Homecoming was as well. Wonder Woman was great. Um, I of the of the two DC movies we got this year. Uh, Wonder Woman was was definitely uh, my favorite. I, no I question. Uh, to to yeah. me, the most exciting part about the whole DC thing is that they made two credible, decent movies. Right, one of right, them really right. good, and one of them pretty watchable anyway. So uh, you know, it, it yeah, speaks yeah. to potentially good things to come. Yeah, yeah, it makes you hope that um, they they might actually pull this DC cinematic universe off. You know, who knows? We might see something something good. And really good before it's done with. Uh, but Wonder Woman so far is, you know, that is, is definitely my favorite of the series. And, yeah, um, so we got I, I would agree. That was good. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that for sure. And I've got to catch up. I, I do have to watch my Marvel movies. The, the uh, both the Thor and the Spider-Man movies. I'm conspicuous that I haven't watched either of them. So I'm going to have to get caught up on those two. And I would. Admit, did you see Logan? What did you think of Logan? 
Logan is um, it's an interesting standalone movie. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the uh, X Men continuity. Um, you know, even well, they got. Or does any X-Men movie have anything to do with the X-Men continuity? It's kind of the question. <laughs> yeah. so, sometimes they pay the lip service to it, at least. But here, in the ear, not so much. <laughs> what just, what uh, is it? Deadpool says these timelines are so confusing, right? It's, you know, just, <laughs> exactly. Even people in the movies don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, but it was great. And it was uh, – um, you remember the old, um, the old cowboy movie Shane? Yes. And, yes. And – which was kind of remade in a way uh, when Kurt Russell made Soldier. Um, oh, that's interesting. You know, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, you know it's the, it's this idea of you know kind of a cursed hero, right? Right. I mean, it's uh, um, and you know and he knows he's cursed, and he know, you know and uh, um, yet he never gives up. And he's um, and 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 continues, to, you know. And even if if if, if uh, he he personally can't benefit from all of his you know heroics, he's going to do it anyway. And right. uh, and and uh, it, you know it was good to see. It's a it's a good way to uh, you know for Hugh Jackman to put that character to bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's uh, it yeah. was an excellent it was an excellent end to uh, his his run as Wolverine and. Uh, um, you know, I, it makes me wonder: Can they ever? Uh, can can anyone ever uh, match Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? They, you know, they're going to have to recast that role at some point. Pity the poor actor that's got to take that up. You know, yeah. I mean, well, I, what has to happen is they have to de-emphasize him as a character, right? Right. Just, right. There has to be other more important things going on. And then we get used to somebody else being Wolverine, and then maybe they can they, they can make him more important. But yeah, I mean, a, a movie that is thirty percent Wolverine with somebody else playing him is going to be very strange at this point. Yeah. They have the advantage with Professor Xavier that they've had two timelines, right? So they've had two actors playing him, and you know that kind of works. It's like, well, now we've got this kind of young to middle aged guy playing him, and 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 you have continuity with that, but. Uh, Hugh Jackman. I mean, how many movies has he played that character in? It's got to have been a dozen. I, I, I anyway. counted it up at one point. Something like seven. Uh, oh, is it? There's there there's the you know X Men one, two, and three. Um, yeah. And then, of course, then the there's been uh, three Wolverine movies if you count Logan, right? Yep. And yep. then um, Days of Future Past. Uh, um, and first then class also, and, uh, and first yeah. class. So that's. So that's, that's um, I'm counting six, seven, eight actually now. If eight. You, yeah. If you count, if you and count Apocalypse, his, uh, right? uh, X Men Apocalypse. So we're nine, nine. Yeah, nine. And 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 a couple of those, it was just a, it was just a cameo. Yeah. Uh, but that's but uh, you know, nine, nine yeah. films. Yeah, that counts. So yeah. Until wow. Until Iron Man came along, he was going to be the guy who played a character in more movies than anybody, I think. But now probably. Uh, Robert Downey's going to hold that title in the end. Oh yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. is enjoying um, uh, stepping back a little bit. I got the feeling from Spider-Man: Homecoming, Phil, that Robert Downey Jr. is enjoying playing the father figure to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I bet yeah. he is. I mean, yeah. you, you you will see a chemistry between those two actors that's you know very father-son kind of thing going on and it's 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 interesting 
it's 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 uh you know you'll 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 like it uh as you uh as you watch that movie it's uh i, I look forward to getting your getting your thoughts after you've seen spider-man homecoming so well you know we should Dick mention uh, speaking of geek stuff and speaking of comic book movies a big thing that happened in 2017 right at the end of the year is that disney acquired 20th century fox right so right right um that's gonna we bring may, the we X-Men. may see the X Men in the MCU, right? Uh, we may right, see absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I'm hoping it also means that Marvel Entertainment will do something really cool with the Fantastic Four. I'm I'm hoping yeah. to see a resurrection of the Fantastic Four, and to to have those characters all merged together the way they all are in the comics, right? It would be really right, cool. right. Yeah. So. Well, you know, we've already had a, a great Fantastic Four movie, but it was called The Incredibles. So, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that has yet to be matched. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for the comic book movies then. What else? Other movies, other things you want to talk about? Okay. Well, um, the Planet of the Apes uh, trilogy was oh, uh, yes. completed. Completed in 2017. And, man, that was a great trilogy. I mean, just loved it. And uh, to me, there's now that this tri- trilogy is completed, Phil, it's, it's – it's these three movies and Charlton Heston's original, and that's all the apes I need to see. That's you know about all I mean? the apes you're ever going to need. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Well, I don't, are they going to do more? Are they going to do a later series or, you know, kind of a – maybe not. I, I maybe don't, I, it seems to me that they've uh, – when they finished, uh, finished this last movie, Phil, they finished the story they, had to, they wanted to tell. Yeah. Now, if, if, you know, there's more, if there's more money to be made and there's a demand for it, I, you know, we'll get more apes movies, but – it, to me, it, you would have to almost ha- uh, place it in the timeline uh, after Charlton Heston's uh, astronaut shows up or something. You know, you'd have yeah, to, that's what I mean. Yeah. I wonder if they'll, if they'll, you know, now that the enough time has passed and we've forgotten all about the what year was it even two thousand the the one right with Mark Wahlberg yeah. in it um, because I wouldn't mind seeing Andy Serkis and just this whole crew take on that story, right? I think that that might be that that might be worth doing. But we need a we need a 21st century Charlton Heston. That's the problem. Who who could take <laughs> up that mantle? That's you know. <laughs> yeah. That's right the problem. Uh, but you know, something I'll say that about actor as well, you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, something I'll say about that movie though is uh something they did very well in that movie and also in Logan is you had the the um girl character girl hero character I, I just you know with really good actresses in there and integral to the part and i didn't feel like i was being manipulated or anything that like they're trying to create girl role models or any of that kind of stuff it just all totally worked right in both of those right. movies i i felt that that was handled really well and i love the character of nova i love that they use that name from uh, the original planet of the apes and uh i just everything about that movie just really clicked for me i i, I love the uh the ape from the what was he from the zoo or whatever who liked to wear clothes. I mean, just all that. Oh yeah, stuff. he was. That was a great character. That was a yeah. great character. Yeah, they just made some. They made some interesting and good choices throughout yeah. that entire series. But I, I would say that they ended. They ended real strong for uh, yeah. for an already good uh, trilogy. They ended. They ended really strong. So, um, uh, yeah, I, the the whole the whole trilogy. I highly recommend uh, to any listener who hadn't, who needs to catch up on it or whatever. Yeah, uh, it, they get better. That's the thing. I, it starts out good, but each movie is progressively better than the one before. I think it's it's a, it's yeah. a rare series that works that way. And then speaking of series, 
of movies where things maybe get better and maybe don't. Okay. Shall we talk about Star Wars, Stephen? Well, you know, uh, Phil, I, I think that uh, you need to add to the list of things that you don't bring up at a family gathering. You know, religion, <laughs> politics, and your feelings on Last, the last Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> I, I, I want to disprove that right now, okay? Because I think that people can agree to disagree and talk about this like civilized people. I really think so. I think, you know, I don't just because so, you Phil. called me Grandpa Simpson and I called you a mindless fanboy on Facebook, it does, that doesn't mean that we can't be civil and get along talking about this. Actually, I, I, I don't want to give the impression that I didn't like the movie because I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, right. I, 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 liked, I liked it quite a bit. I, I've got a lot of questions and I've got a lot of tweaks for it. But generally speaking... Um, going back to what I said earlier, this is one of the most beautiful movies of any kind ever made. I mean, just yeah. gorgeously shot. You, you think about um, Blade Runner 2049 and Star Wars. I know that the big special effects science fiction movies aren't typically put in this category, but they could be Academy Award winners for Best Cinematography in any year right. prior to the, this year. I mean, it's just like, these are just beautiful, beautiful movies. And just a lot of attention to detail in a lot of things, not just not, not just the uh, photography and the special effects, but just a lot of careful, loving attention to detail in that movie that I really liked. And then some things I'm not wild about. But, um, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm not one of these people, you know, I don't feel my childhood has been raped. I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't be friends with people anymore because they liked it or, or any of that kind of stuff. I just, to me, it was, it's kind of like The Force Awakens. It was a movie I liked a lot, um, but I would have done some things differently. I, I think that's kind of my, you know, the end of the day. We'll, we'll oh, yeah. Eventually. Uh, and, you know, I, I know, you know, people no less than Mark Hamill have stated, you know what, there's some interesting decisions were made with, uh, with the Luke character that I, that I, I would not have made these decisions. This right. is not what I right. would have done with the character, and um, and I I thought it was interesting that he was, you know, while promoting this movie would would say that right, uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, you know, yeah. he doesn't have to worry about whether he's going to be casting any more of them, so he can say whatever he wants to, right? But uh, I'm sorry, not to <laughs> spoil too spoiler. much. Yeah. Here, here, just one one mild spoiler though, okay? Because I rewatched. Attack of the Clones recently, and which which of the trilogy uh, the prequels is kind of my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I like the Obi Wan stuff where he's off, you know, going to the clone planet, and there, there's there's some there's some good Obi Wan stuff in there that I that I enjoy quite a bit. But <laughs> but it occurred to me that there's a missing scene in Attack of the Clones, you know, before Yoda shows up with the clone army and rescues everybody. It would be yeah. the scene back there on Camino, the clone planet, where Yoda says. Okay, by the way, you're all free to go because the Jedi don't believe in slavery, and so we're not taking you as slaves. If you want to come work for us, you can, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that, that should have been in there, that, like, the Jedi don't believe in slavery. Um, my biggest problem with The Last Jedi, okay, I don't have any room in my head for a book-burning Yoda or Luke. Okay, that's all. I it just it's like Well, I, here, I here's the, here's the thing that it didn't happen. Well, I know I know it didn't, but they were they wanted to, right? And Yoda thought he did or or did he think No, he no, did? no, no. Y Yoda y <laughs> force pumped you been. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I said. There's too much misdirection going on. Okay, but Well, but, yeah, uh, Yoda was doing his typical misdirecting. He 
He said there's nothing in there that Ray didn't already have, right? Uh, right. Uh, but I thought he meant that she knew, but she actually had the books, and therefore they were <laughs> yeah, never burned. exactly. He was, he was burning an old tree is all he was doing. Okay. So, uh, all right. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, but, I mean... But I could see, do it without book burning uh, to, Luke, to too. To see you know? Luke as a shell of a, of, of a shattered man is tough. It's yeah. tough. And to see our heroes, you know, uh, broken down like that is not, is not, you know, that's not necessarily the most fun kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, it's, I don't know. It, 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 it was interesting and, uh, and, you know, and Luke came through. So, uh, oh, by, yeah, I, I will say by and large, a lot of people are really upset about the Luke stuff other than burning books. I was really okay with it. I thought that was an interesting arc. I know Mark Hamill doesn't agree, but I thought that was kind of an interesting direction to take the character. I didn't, I didn't have a big problem with it myself, especially because, as you said, and since we're into spoilers, he does come through in the end, right? He's, you know, he's, yeah. he's Luke Skywalker before the movie's over, and, and, and we can feel good about it. One thing I'll say, because I know we're, we're going to run out of time, but there, there's so much we can say about this. We'll probably have to do a separate show just about The Last Jedi. What did you think about the relationship between Ray and Kylo Ren? It's complicated. <laughs> yeah, I, it really I think is. it's fascinating. I, yeah. I, I was really intrigued that, like, not only are they like communicating with each other across these vast interstellar distances, but there's this interesting intimacy and familiarity between the two, right? That immediately is right. introduced, and it's just like. This could go, I mean, because you talk about, you know, forget the past, kill it if you have to, whatever, whatever Kylo says. You want to do something really bold and different, right? Hook these two up and, you know, have a new kind of alliance between the dark side and the light side. Obviously, there's a lot of problems with that, but that would be bold. And the two characters work great together, so I don't know. We'll see what happens you know, in episode what- nine. You know, when they when they cast him originally in uh, The Force Awakens, uh, you know, I'm thinking, oh, that guy? I mean, you yeah. know, um, you know, so they're casting some sort of whiny millennial. Of course, you know, he's that's that's not him at all. That that particular actor is a, you know, uh, retired retired serviceman and everything. I mean, he's a, you know, he's he's a tough guy. Okay, he's, yeah. And uh, it, you know, he's played a whiny millennial, but uh, he, that's not him. Uh, and but it's interesting they didn't go the uh, you know the second coming of Darth Vader route with this character at all. No, they, it's different. They allow him to be the whine. Basically, he's the anti-Luke. He's the whiny, you know, uh, the whiny guy who goes to the dark side and stays whiny. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and his <laughs> insecurity is. You know, you think, oh, man, this is just going to be brutal to watch. But his insecurity is, is such a huge part of the, his, you know, his character and, 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 makes, and makes, that, it makes that character so interesting to me. Yeah, um, it does. You know, well, and, you know, and it, he clearly understands that you have to break with the past, which is appealing to her. And it's kind of a major theme of the movie. So it's really interesting to see a temptation to the dark side other than anything we've ever seen before. They, you know, you talk about in Return of the Jedi when the Emperor is trying to tempt Luke. It's never going to work because Luke doesn't care about being powerful or any of that kind of stuff. And and if you look at the prequels, um, it's just this convoluted thing about he's worried she's going to die and, you know, it's all this fear and his mother died. And it's like you can you can appreciate what's happening, but you don't really identify with it. But here it's like... 
you see a young person who's kind of torn between two worlds, and there's this old world and there's this young world, and here's this guy who is kind of in the same position she's in, and he's gone a different way. I mean, you, it's like for the first time you really kind of see where there might be a draw to the dark side. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it, it, it feels more real in that in the relationship between those two than it ever has in any of the previous incarnations of Star Wars. It's it's interesting, and they and and they've set themselves up for a a, a, a very important movie. Now, there's a practical there's a practical problem here, though. Um, yeah. They've they painted themselves into a corner just a little well, bit. I think maybe they have, yes. Because you know uh, the the character that's alive and well, the actress is gone, right? And and uh, the the character that's gone, th- those actors are alive and well. So right, uh, you know, um, and so I don't, you know, I, I don't know how they do service to uh, Leia's character and to Carrie Fisher uh, as an actress. Uh, uh, in the in, in uh, the ninth movie, and you know, without it, I don't know, it, without it seeming weird, and uh, right, and, I mean, and, somehow and, they should have worked it where the whole Laura Dern thing, and I love Laura Dern, okay, uh, yeah. she's awesome, she, I'm a big fan, and you can put her in a pink wig and an evening gown and say she's an admiral, and I'm fine with it, okay, so uh, people have trouble with that, yeah, longer. people had trouble with that, uh, you know, and they need to get over it. She was great, I, I yeah, she was awesome, it. but 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 that whole part should have been Leia. Okay. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Exactly. That would have been Give the right Leia thing. that part, and have and have and have Laura Dern's character basically take take the mantle going forward. Uh, you know that Leia had had carried. Yeah. So exactly. That would have been cool. That's not yeah. that was that was a missed opportunity. I'm going to tell you another missed opportunity, and I, I this is not my idea. I, I caught this on a, a, a YouTube channel. Uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, he uh, he was talking about you know. I, I, having watched the movie, he probably watched it half a dozen times by the time he said this. He, you know, he's just that big of a Star Wars fanboy. He, uh, he said there's a missed opportunity here. When Luke asked, where's Han? Mm-hmm. You know, with, when Chewbacca is standing right there, Chewbacca could have then, you know, they could have given Chewbacca the, you know, some time to sit there and talk to Luke in, you yeah. know, in, in his Wookiee language and the whole story play out on Luke uh, on on Luke's face. Mark that Hamill, would have been awesome. Mark Hamill awesome. could have could you know have you know gotten the story from Chewie, and we see the whole story on his face because we can't understand what uh, uh, Chewbacca is saying, but we could understand the you know the way he's saying it, right? And. Uh, so that, I think that was a missed opportunity. I, I, when when uh, when Kevin Smith said that, I said, "Yeah, of course that should have been in there." Yeah, you know, I, I, I wish that it, I wish that it had. I wish that it had. So yeah, that's but, a good idea. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that I, you, know, it, you know, for an extended extended cut, you know, go back and reshoot that guy. <laughs> We're just saying <laughs> that's that's not a bad idea because they had time. They had time to yeah. do things because we spent a lot of time uh, at the Casino Planet that I feel like could have been better spent doing other things, but that's me. Okay. You know, it's maybe, maybe some people really enjoyed that. Um, and I, they, I, I they felt... were, you know, uh, they were setting up uh, with that, uh, the, the final shot in the movie where, with the kid. Yeah. Looking up at the, looking up at the night sky that I think a good part of the casino, uh, thing was, was setting that, setting that last shot up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. But I don't know. 
you might you might could have set that up. Uh, we might have been uh, able to set been, that you up. You could have been more efficient. You could have been more efficient with your time and still set that up. Yeah. Um, so, I think so. Well, yeah. to me, I got a big problem with Rose. I don't. I don't have a problem with the actress. I don't have a problem with the idea of having the character. I, I just felt that she was there making these points about the kind of social reality of the Star Wars universe that really doesn't fit with our understanding of the Star Wars universe. So it's a bad place for her to have to be as a new character to be giving us all this. And it just felt a little forced or something. I don't know. I, I don't know what, you know, the scene where like they, they release the <laughs> llama horse cat thing, whatever they are that, that they're racing on that planet. And she says, now it matters. That, it just all rang false for me. Okay. I, I, I didn't, none of that really worked for me very well. And then in the end, after we just saw Admiral Holdo, you know, sacrifice herself to save everyone, to have Finn in the same position, trying to do the same thing, get knocked off his course and have her say, no, we don't do this. I'm like, well, we do do this, right? This is, this is exactly what... When it's necessary, we, we absolutely do this. <laughs> yeah, you know. And now they're coming with the big laser, and you don't know that Luke's about to show up and save the day, right? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, she might as well have just said, but you're an A-list character. You know, we can't, we can't lose you. You're not a red <laughs> That would have actually been better. That, that would have been, <laughs> That's right. That would have been better because... You're on the poster. We can't let you do this. So. Because I, nothing bugs me more than when people say things I agree with and they make a big message out of it and it rings false, right? Because what she says is right. true, of course. We should we should protect who we love, not go against who we hate. But that was it was completely out of place there. Where it would have fit was when they were letting the animal go, right? That, that, that's when yeah. that line would have would have made sense. But Anyway, we're nitpicking now. I'm sorry. I've, yeah, I've yeah, we are. We are. I had a good time, um, and uh, it's a long movie. It was about two and a half plus hours, right? It's like two hours and 37 minutes, something like that. Yes. And um, and it's a particularly long Star Wars movie. It didn't seem long while I was in there. Um, you know, uh, I... Uh, I I, I recall, you know, running for the bathroom when it was all over because there was not a scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There was, there was no obvious point to get up in the middle of the movie, right? Uh, yeah, I think some stuff could have been trimmed, but but I'm really glad that yeah. they let all the uh, Ray and Luke scenes play, you know, because a lot yeah. of that stuff wasn't all that action-packed or anything, but it was good. It was really interesting stuff, and I'm I'm glad it was all in there. So I won't complain too much about about the length. And there it is, Last Jedi. Yeah. 2017, the year in geek. Have we missed anything? Anything important that we should have talked about? Uh, not much. Uh, I enjoyed uh, over the holidays, you know, having just you know recently seen that movie. You know, um, sitting down uh, with the kids and putting together a Lego uh, Millennium Falcon. That was oh, fun. there you go. Yeah, you know, it's just stuff like that. Was it the, hey, the I, big? Because I know they do a bunch of those. How how big of a Millennium Falcon are we talking about? This was not the seven hundred, eight hundred dollar one. That oh, that okay. would. That that would take up the entire dining room table once assembled, and uh, you know it's just that's so, just crazy. Well, that's just crazy. I haven't heard an objection yet. What's the problem? You've got a dining. <laughs> what you're saying is you've got room for it, Stephen. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, that's <laughs> that's uh, my take. This away. this one is more like a centerpiece on the dining room table. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. It was. Uh, as long uh, as you use it that way, right? It, Have yeah, people over and put it there, right? You know, and yeah. <laughs> this this particular one's comparable in size to the toy Millennium Falcon that you Falcon that you may remember from your childhood. 
Nashville. This, oh yes, that's how that's the size of this one. It's it's uh, and it was a lot of fun. We uh, 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 put it together in one sitting. Uh, that's not possible with the big one. The big one uh, is, uh, you know, you're going to spend uh, a few hours on it every night for a month, kind of right, project. Right. That big one. Well, one of these days, right? You, you yeah, know, maybe. Some, maybe. Some look forward to in retirement, maybe get the big millennium call. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's going to do it. We've gone long, but how could we not? Trying to do a it's whole fun. year's worth of yeah. geek outs. And gosh, next time we talk, Stephen, it'll be our 700th show. Looking forward to that. Why do we keep doing it? Why do we not fade away so, like so many podcasts? Because we just love doing it that much. We, you know, we, we, we give ourselves a chance to have fun with it, and we do. And so that's, I hope that comes across. And uh, it's been a fun 699 shows, yeah. that's for sure. Looking forward that's to right. uh, several hundred more, at least, at least. Yeah. All right. Why not? Well, thank you all for being with us. We will be back with our 700th show next week. Great talking with you, Stephen. And until next time, live to see it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.